0: Not with my voice. Uh, You know, the Lord, He likes to tease us, doesn't He? He likes to, you know, I I think sometimes I wonder, He told me uh, at some point, He said, Ray, I'm going to take your voice. And I thought, well, that means I'm not going to preach anymore. But here I am. Um he has a sense of humor, doesn't he? I mean, look at me. I mean, I mean, he calls all of us. He, you know, I'm an, I'm an introvert. I don't like being up in front of people. And I don't like the feedback on that. <laughs> Nor do you. <laughs> uh, maybe I've got this too close to me or something. I want to ask you a question, though. I was going to tell you a joke, but I, I, and Pastor Kyle was going to laugh and be the only one laughing, but um, I was just teasing with him. Um, I want to ask you a question. Have you ever had someone show up to your house unannounced, unexpected? Just show up. Raise your hand if that's ever happened. Well, praise the Lord for those that's never happened to you. Um, I've had it happen to me. I'm talking about that moment where you wished you could have cleaned up and picked up a little bit, right? Or maybe have something on decent. Answer the door and it's like, whoa. And maybe there was just something you didn't want other people to see but they came over all of a sudden there's an old time song that i can remember hearing as a little boy and even as an adult that i'd like to share with some of you this morning it's titled she'll be coming around the mountain Six ah! six she be driving, six, when she come. Be driving six when come. You can sing it if you want. Uh, don't do it again, please. <laughs> uh, you can go to the next slide if you have to. <laughs> oh, boy. I think I have it on automatic. It just plays over and over. Well, boy, what a song. You know, um, I grew up with that. I I mean, being from Texas, uh, you, you pretty much would expect those kind of things. Oh, by the way, you can stop doing your foot. The music's over. Um, You know, uh, in that first verse, we are told she'll be driving six white horses when she comes. Right? And the chorus says she'll be coming around the what? Mountain. And the song goes on with other verses. It says, we will all come out and meet her when she comes. We're going to kill that old red rooster when she comes. Oh, and if we do that now, we're going to have chicken and dumplings when she comes. She'll be wearing red pajamas when she comes. Oh, and she's going to sleep with grandma when she comes. And grandma's bed ain't very big. And finally, we'll all be shouting hallelujah when she comes. Remember that? How many of you grew up with that kind of? yeah a lot of you older folks though I noticed not you yeah. I'll get your age someday. Um, you know the idea behind the song is 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 the anticipation of someone coming. I mean, whether it's aunt tilda or 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 whoever they're coming, they want to come to see you, they want to come to be with you. There's much excitement. When she comes, we learn in the song the direction she's coming from. What is that? Where's she coming from? Round the mountain. And we know the mode of transportation. What is it? Six white horses. I could just see Aunt Tilda up there with them six white horses. She's coming. And we know that old red rooster will not be happy when she comes. Right? Not even grandma will be happy when she comes. But what about those times when Jesus comes and shows up in our lives? What about those times? Maybe he has shown up before for you. Maybe you didn't recognize him. Today, I want to focus you, us, I want to be sensitized myself on the times that maybe, just maybe, Jesus has shown up in your life. Those moments when He comes. I want you to think about that. You know, those times when He reveals Himself to you unexpectedly, unannounced. All of a sudden, how many times has He come? And we don't even recognize Him. I know in my many years of pastoring, or in in, in my years, I'm talking about many, but a few years of pastoring in the Lansing area, I'm confident Jesus came. He showed up. Numerous times, many times. And if I'm being honest this morning, there were many times I didn't recognize him at all. Maybe later I did, but I didn't recognize him. He showed up using different names. Seemed like he changed his name all the time. He showed up in many different faces different complexions, different kind of people. Sometimes he had a job and sometimes he didn't. In fact, I'm sure many times he showed up unemployed. He even showed up several times as a mother with several kids living in a car because that's All they had for a home was that car. And she would come back again and again, just needing enough gas to get through the week. And by the way, that car looked like it was about to break down any moment. I can also tell you that Jesus sometimes comes in a situation and an incident. And He can make you very uncomfortable when He shows up. Yes, I do know about Jesus just showing up without warning. You see, when Jesus shows up, Usually, something has happened or something's about to happen. Right? Wow. You can amen amen that. One illustration from an unknown author says this You know, Socrates taught for 40 years, Plato for 50, Aristotle for 40, and Jesus for only three. Three years. Yet the influence of Christ's three-year ministry infinitely transcends the impact left by the combined 130 years of these great teachers. Jesus painted no paintings at all. No pictures. I don't think anywhere in Scripture it shows He's painted anything. And yet some of the finest painters... Some of the finest paintings by Raphael and Michelangelo and Leonardo da Vinci received their inspiration from his life, his ministry, his impact that he made. Jesus wrote no poetry at all. I don't know of anywhere in the scriptures that he wrote poetry. But Dante and Milton and, oh, scores of other great poets were inspired by his life. Jesus composed no music. I don't know of any song that I can read about he sang or in scripture. And yet Beethoven and Bach, in some of their greatest musical works, praised this Jesus. What is that? I invite you to turn in your Bibles. This morning to John chapter 20. And we're going to get to that in a moment. You can see the scripture reference there on the screen. Uh, This is one of those passages. Where Jesus shows up unannounced. Unexpectedly. And as I said earlier. When Jesus shows up. Usually something has happened. Or something is about to happen. To his followers. To those who know him. In our passage. Jesus has been crucified. And died on the cross. And he was buried. And now on this. The third day. Since his death. There are some reliable witnesses. Who say that Jesus. Has resurrected. From the dead. However. However. All but two of His disciples are together hiding in a house. They are cautiously huddled in a locked room. And they are in fear of the Jewish authorities. They do not expect or want anyone to come and beat on that door and knock on it. No way. And let's face it, No matter what they have heard, they are not expecting Jesus to just show up. No, not even them. However, in our passage this morning, we will see that Jesus makes all the difference for his disciples when he does show up. I want to ask you to stand this morning, if you would. Stretch out a little bit. For the reading of the Gospel of John, I'm going to read from verse 19, John chapter 20. On the evening of the first day of the week, when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. Verse 20. After he said this, he showed them his hands and sighed. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again, Jesus said, peace be with you as the Father has sent me. I am sending you. Now, skip down to verse 29. There we read Jesus. Right in verse 29, we read Jesus saying this to his disciples, because you have seen me. You have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen yet and yet. Have believed. You may be seated. Notice in this passage that Jesus goes to where the disciples are at. I mean, he meets them right where they are, both physically and emotionally. In verse 20, John records Jesus came and stood among them. Remember, this is the resurrected jesus there's no doubt that his resurrected body can do things that we don't understand he just stood among them, among them all of a sudden and from this account though we need to see that when jesus shows up he meets you right where you are and that's what's cool about jesus I mean, the disciples are hiding in a locked room. They're afraid of the Jewish authorities. They don't know what will happen. I mean, look at their faces up there on that screen. They're in this locked room. They're afraid. I'm believing that my grandson who drew this for me, I commissioned him a a few years ago to draw this picture. And, And I think he's got it right. They're afraid. They're hopeless. Look at them. I mean, that's how I'd look. I think they're experiencing some form of hopelessness, at least, and uncertainty and doubt. Perhaps huddling together was all they could think to do. But then Jesus shows up, and he senses their fear, and he says to them in verse nineteen. Peace be with you. This is Christ's way of saying, Do not be afraid. I am with you. I am working in each of you. And you have each other. There's a blog that I follow often, and it says this In the early church, passing the peace to each other before communion was very important. Today, we practice. Passing the peace when we greet one another coming in and going out of the church each Sunday. The passing of the the peace is an exercise of faith. Believing that Jesus has established peace among us. Our faith becomes actionable, the blog writer says, when we greet each other believing we are at peace in Christ with one another. It's a wonderful thing feeling, it's a wonderful feeling to be among fellow believers. Amen. Have you ever noticed that? I've often said, and I don't say it to my family, but when I go back home to Texas, but I say, you know, I feel more comfortable with church folks, with a lot of times with my church family. Amen. I hope you feel comfortable with me. <laughs> It's a wonderful thing, really. Our faith drives us to live in that, in that peace and claim that peace, even if we sometimes don't feel it with each other. I mean, it happens. You see, I'm thinking when we pass the peace of Jesus Christ, He is here. He shows up. Paul instructed the church at Ephesus. To live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Bearing with one another in love, he says. And Paul names seven unifiers that bring us together in peace. He says it's one body, one spirit, one hope, one faith, one Lord, one baptism, one God, Father of all. Folks, we need each other, don't we? I notice, especially in times of trouble, times when there's medical issues, there's death, we need each other, especially when we feel hopeless and afraid. We must quickly resolve the conflicts that we have with each other. That's what Christians should do, amen? Amen we have a problem, we should resolve it quickly. In fact, we must avoid those words and comments which will divide us. There should be peace between us. Even when it comes to your favorite ice cream. How <laughs> many love butter pecan? Butter pecan. Oh, we say in Texas pecan, but butter pecan. Yeah, pecan. Ooh, I love it. Now, you can share your favorite ice cream. It's okay. Rocky Road, maybe? I, I don't know. Well, you get the point. <laughs> Church, our peace with the Lord depends on it. Folks, this peace I'm talking about may not mean anything to this world. They might think we're crazy. But it is everything to you, me, me. In Jesus this morning. Can I get an amen? Come on now. Again Jesus meets us. Where we are. When he shows up. He does that. In verse 20 Jesus shows the disciples his hands. And his side. And Luke adds that he even showed them his feet. It was then that we are overjoyed to see. You know, they were overjoyed to see him. They were filled with joy and wonder. It's our Lord. But we learn from Luke's account that even though they were amazed at what they were seeing, they still had some doubt. They still had some concerns. Jesus must have known that. He knew their hearts. So Jesus tells them again, Peace be with you. He tells them that. Folks, this is meant to reassure them of His presence. When Jesus shows up, He meets you at your moments of doubts as well. He's not only where you are at, but He's at your doubt. That's when He shows up. This reminds me of an account in Mark uh, chapter 9 where Jesus encountered a dad. Of a demon possessed son. The dad had all but but given up. On finding someone who could cast this demon out of his son. His young son. I mean he first took his son to the disciples. And they couldn't cast that demon out. Then Jesus showed up. And the dad who was distraught. And filled with doubts. Said to Jesus. Jesus. Have mercy on us and help us if you can. If I can, Jesus said, everything is possible for one who believes. Immediately, the boy's father exclaimed, I do believe, but help me overcome my unbelief. That's his doubt. He wanted Jesus to help him. He was desperate, but he still had doubt. Now getting back to our locked room with our disciples who were afraid and filled with doubts, Jesus helped them overcome their doubt by recommissioning them again. Saying to them, as the Father has sent me, I am sending you. Their doubt and unbelief in His resurrection was something Jesus, I think, expected. And yet Jesus tells them they are being sent out to do the work Jesus had been doing. They will be the first of the ecclesia or the ones who are called out by God. In essence, we find the basis of our own call in this moment. This tells me that doubt is not the final word. For those who follow Jesus, it clearly isn't. No. Instead, our final words are, Here I am, Lord. Send me. (laughs) Amen. So in those times when Jesus shows up in your life, you can bet that He will meet you at your doubt. And He will challenge you to continue His work. As I said earlier, Jesus shows up in situations, doesn't he? And sometimes very un- uncomfortable ones. Sometimes, if not most times, he surprises us in those moments. I think about that. I've been surprised. But I know that He will meet you where you are. He will beat us at our doubt, at our concerns, our fears. And He will tell you all that you need to hear. And that is, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I'm sending you. I want to start to close our time together. Pointing out that if you are familiar with this account. You already know that according to John, who was not there? Thomas. What do we know about Thomas? He gets the bad rap, I think. (laughs) The doubter. I might as well change my name to Thomas. Thomas was not there in the house on that first visit of the resurrected Jesus. We know that Jesus came back, though, a week later and encountered Thomas. Thomas had earlier stated he would not believe Jesus had resurrected without personally touching his scars. Amen? Isn't that what he said? That sounds like Ray saying that. Without personally touching. And then when the resurrected Jesus came again, guess what? Jesus presented himself to Thomas and actually said, here, touch me. And guess what? uh, Thomas believed. But church, I think Jesus' next words to Thomas were certainly meant for us today. In verse 29, Jesus said, to this doubting Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen, and yet have believed. That's us. Today, have you seen Jesus personally? Did you get to touch his scars? No, you haven't. You see, I think this passage that Jesus, with him speaking. I think Jesus is looking forward. He's looking forward to the arrival of the Holy Spirit coming. And living in who? Us. You see, I think that's what he's thinking about. It is the Holy Spirit in us who gives us eyes that we need to see Jesus when he shows up. Amen? It's the Holy Spirit. You already have the ability to see Jesus every time He shows up. And this is because the Holy Spirit lives in you. He is opening the eyes of your heart to see Jesus. There's a song, and and, and it says, and I'm not going to sing it. You do not want me to sing. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. I want to see you. To see you. And lift it up. Shining in the light of your glory. Amen. I'm so thankful you can sing I told Pastor Jeff I will not sing you know this needs to be the cry of our hearts today because we have the Holy Spirit we can see Jesus in those times that we we didn't even imagine he was there The question for all of us is, are you expecting Jesus to show up in your life today? Are you? Remember, He will meet you right where you're at. Even if you've gone off course, (laughs) He will find you. He will even meet you in your moment of doubt. He does some of His best work in our moments of doubt. Amen. Yes, Jesus will show up. Just keep watching with the eyes of your heart, the Holy Spirit in you, and you will see him. Let's pray. Oh Lord, Ooh. We as your your most humble servants today. We ask for the work of the Holy Spirit in us. We want that work to go on inside of us, Lord, so that we may see you, Jesus, even in those moments that are so uncomfortable. Oh, forgive us when we don't see you. Those times when we meet someone We're looking at like, ooh, I don't want to mess with them. They've got problems. Lord, help us to see you in that situation. Help us to get past all of our fear and doubt. Lord, help us to see ourselves the way you see us. And help us to see others the way you see them. We need that, Lord. Help us to see you as Lord, Savior and friend. Help us to remember or to minister, should I say, to those who want to know more about you? And help us, Lord, to minister those who need to know more about you. That's what we want. We want to see you, Jesus. We want to see you so that others can receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. We want to share you. We'd ask all these things, Father, in the name of your Son, Jesus. The most beautiful, wonderful, powerful name we know. And all of God's people said, Amen. I want to give you a pastoral blessing. I want you to go that doesn't mean you got to just leave but go and remember to pass the peace afterwards right i want you to go knowing that jesus does show up and he will uh, hold on and he will meet you right where you are always and i want you to go and know That He will show up in your moments of doubt. He always does. And finally, I want you to go knowing. Knowing that the Holy Spirit who is in you gives you the eyes to see with your heart. And you'll see Jesus at work all around you. And all we got to do is join in. Amen. Peace be with you. Thank you for tuning in to Cross Communities Podcast. We hope you will join us next week.